Welcome to the CareerWise Nurse Podcast. This is your place if you are launching your career as a nurse or are preparing to launch. If you're growing into your role or growing into a new role, or if you're seeking to thrive or just need a little refresh in your work as a nurse or your life as a nurse. Living your best nursing life doesn't just happen. It takes energy and dedication. On this podcast, you will have the opportunity to learn, live, and love all the experiences of being a nurse. Nursing is truly an amazing journey. It's your amazing journey. It's your license. It's your career. It's your job. It's your reality. And it's your certification. It's all about you. You will get strategies and stories, inspiration, information on how to live your best life in this podcast. This is all about helping you stay fresh, energized, and making sure that you are your best self on the job. And when you're off the job, when you finish that day shift or that night shift, or your day is done. And this is about today, tomorrow, and your nursing future. So hang on. Thank you for being here with me on this amazing journey that we call nursing life. Hi, it's Natalie again, and I'm so appreciative to have you here with me to talk about my journey navigating the breast cancer screening and diagnosis journey. This is part three, and I started telling my story about when I was called back after a screening mammogram in February. I found out in May that I had a an early cancer in my left breast, and I went through an additional biopsy on the right side for a suspicious finding on MRI that turned out to be benign. Yet it was the very last missing piece in this initial diagnostic experience. And I'm going to share today my feelings when I knew there was one area that was an early malignancy and what it was like to not know what was going on with the full picture of the remaining missing piece of initial pathology, which was a biopsy on the right side. And I highlight this because, as I've said before, I never even could begin to imagine the experience I would have in this situation that I'm in now. I knew screening meant checking for breast cancer or something that was suspicious or could transform into cancer, but I never had been called back before this year from a screening mammogram to get more closer look. Now, a few months later, I'm living this and I feel like I'm in a pretty good place. It's early June. So, well, it's almost middle June and I'm about to go to surgery. It's been four months. And when I first started this journey and thought, oh, there could be something that is serious in this recall or this initial biopsy that I had to have done. And I got through it. But when I found out that I did have an early cancer, I freaked out a bit. And I had a lot of days where when I would go to bed, I was really having waves of emotion and a few tears in my eyes. And then one night, it was the end of May, I just said to myself, what am I afraid of? And at that point, I really got a grip on the whole thing. Because when I was telling people 
that I found out I had an early cancer in the middle of May. I sometimes would get emotional, but in the end of May, as I laid in bed and I said to myself, it just came to me, what am I afraid of? And very rational thoughts came to my mind and helped me to get a grip and somewhat push the emotion aside and focus on the life that I had. I realized I wasn't going to die in surgery, most likely. I wasn't necessarily going to die this year or next year. And I said, I'm not sick. I have something that needs to be taken care of, but I'm not sick. And I didn't really do any work to to come to that point, but I had a lot of stress and emotion. But when that just came to me, what am I afraid of? And I was able to call out to myself in my head those points. I'm going to live through surgery. I'm going to live this year. I hope to live five years. It's possible and probable that I will. And you know that, that I have a lot to do and I'm healthy with this health issue that needs to be addressed. But I'm healthy. I'm not sick. All of that emotion sort of passed. And I didn't have any more nights, hardly any more nights, I should say, when I laid in bed and had waves of emotion and tears. It just came to me at that point. After about two weeks of knowing I had an early cancer, you know, what am I afraid of? And from there on, what really was hard is the last missing piece of information before I went to surgery. So once I realized that I had a little bit of a grip on my emotions, I I knew it was okay to be emotional. And I did have moments when I was upset, but I could go back to what I had processed and where I had put that in my head. And I put it in a place where I had a little bit of control over my fear. The fear really was under control and it really didn't take up space in my brain or keep me awake any longer. But that last missing piece was a biopsy that needed to be done. I was able to get another radiology center to do the biopsy on my right side from the suspicious finding on MRI. And they thought they were going to be able to actually get tissue, get a biopsy, not just mark the spot. That was a huge relief because as I went from the end of May into June, and I was a couple weeks away from surgery, the thing that was really taking up space in my head was that I wasn't going to know about the right side for about three more weeks because my plan was, according to the doctors, the surgeon and another doctor, mark the right side because it was thought to be inaccessible by MRI-guided biopsy based on its location on the right side. But the Freestanding Radiology Center actually got the biopsy. So it was a huge relief to know that I was going to have information in about a week, not three more weeks. And as I've said, not knowing was the toughest thing, good or bad. Not knowing was the toughest thing. So Another roller coaster was waiting for the results from the right side. The procedure was easy. Compared to the first MRI-guided biopsy where I had to lay in a Superman pose with my arms hyperextended for an hour, the right side, I was in and out of the MRI scanner, total procedure done in 30 minutes. It was such a breeze, and I felt so well cared for. So waiting to find out about the results on the right side was pretty tough. It was the last missing piece of the initial diagnostic workup. I was really prepared for it to be also a cancer. I just figured I was already at high risk. I had something on the left, something suspicious on the right was probably going to be the same thing. That felt like a lot to carry around. But in my mind, I wanted to be relieved when it wasn't anything malignant, if that was possible. So I was pretty good at keeping busy from the 
day of the biopsy on the right was a Wednesday. I had hoped to hear in about three to four business days. So Monday would have been the call I told myself, and a friend told me from her experience, Monday would have been the day when I got a call if it was a cancer. Definitely, they prioritize those calls when they come back. The path report comes back with anything that's cancer. That was my experience earlier in May when I found out about the left cancer. I got the call two working days from the time of the biopsy. So priority. Well, I didn't get a call on Monday about the right side. I didn't get a call on Tuesday. By Wednesday, I was calling the doctor's office and I was calling the place that did the biopsy and I was calling an oncologist that I was going to see affiliated with the place where I had the biopsy in the end of May. I was looking for information and I was perplexed by Thursday morning as to why I didn't have any information on the biopsy that was done more than a week ago. So no information. Well, so it's a week later plus a day. It's Thursday. I had a virtual call with the nurse practitioner in the surgeon's office to go over pre-op teaching. And right at the beginning of the call, I asked the nurse practitioner if she had my pathology results. And she didn't realize that I'd had a biopsy the week before. But she looked in my chart and there was the result of the right-sided biopsy. And it was benign. And I was so glad. And I wasn't sure that she was super happy happy with the results as if it was really good news. She read a little bit of the report and yeah, I then got a copy of the, excuse me, I got a copy of the report and I was just relieved it was benign. So all that worry and it was benign. And then I went on to hear her give me the teaching spiel about getting ready for surgery. So the next day I had an appointment with the surgeon that had been set up for a couple of weeks and she gave me the background on the right side of biopsy. It was benign. It was something that MRI picked up that was really not anything significant. It would be excised because that's what's typically been done for these, what was found on the right. And here's the thing. It was a blood vessel. And it was a little bit something different about it. And the doctor said, we have many of these in our body. And the MRI picks up so many things that are nothing. And I can attest to how stressful that is because even after I got the results the day before from the nurse practitioner that said it was benign, appearing, vascular proliferation, I wasn't really assured until I got the scoop from the doctor the next day. So I just felt so at ease on Friday night because I had seen the surgeon that day. She said, this is normal. MRI causes a lot of havoc because these things that are picked up that aren't cancer that we biopsy or monitor causes a lot of stress. And I can vouch for that experience. It was another roller coaster. I wasn't even thinking much about the left cancer, the little cancer on the left side. I had already accepted that and said how I stopped myself and what are you afraid of? But the left cancer, I was accepting that. It'd been two plus weeks, almost three weeks. But that right side roller coaster with what is that result? Why haven't I heard anything? It's been five days. I could finally take that out of my brain and park it. So that's really led up to where I am now about to go to surgery. And this past weekend, it's a Monday now, this past weekend, 
I filled my schedule with fun. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I felt like I could be doing things with friends, spending time with family. And I actually didn't think all the time that I had cancer. My preoccupation wasn't that I had cancer because I finally had all the initial information about these areas that were suspicious from imaging. And that was really four months of finding out things were suspicious or doing procedures, undergoing procedures to get results. And the most stressful time was from the moment I read the MRI report on April 20th to a week ago on Friday when I heard from the surgeon that it was benign on the right, the not knowing, really stressful. And that's really my journey to where I am now about to go to surgery. And I said in my first episode of this little three-part series that I didn't always meet nurses in my procedures. But when I went in the end of May to have the right-sided biopsy, and I said I went to a freestanding radiology center, they're closely affiliated with the hospital, but they're their own radiology practice, not really an inpatient setting. There, there was a nurse who was with me the whole procedure. She brought me back to change. She marked the site, verified everything with me first. She started my IV and she did not consent me. The physician who was going to do the procedure consented me, which I said before, I really like that. And the doctor asked me questions, answered my questions, said she was pretty confident she was going to be able to get tissue. Actually, she said she was very confident she was going to be able to get tissue in this right-sided suspicious area that two other hospitals wouldn't touch to biopsy. They were going to mark it. And the first hospital was the one that read the MRI report. They said it was not amenable to biopsy. So when I went to the freestanding place at the very end of May and the doctor felt very confident she'd get tissue, I was so relieved because I would have information in about a week, not in three more weeks when the full pathology came back after my surgery. So that day, the 31st of May, was a pretty good day. I accomplished something that was going to be a big unknown had I not looked around for another facility that would attempt the biopsy. And I had the support of a nurse, and she was so reassuring. And the procedure start to finish 30 minutes. I had blocked out nearly half the day to go to that procedure, get it done and get home. It didn't, it took a half an hour. I think I was at the place total an hour and a half, considering that I had arrived early. And once I got all the information, I felt so at peace. So the really the takeaways are those nurses and the techs, they all supported me through procedures, each one that I had. I love the doctor consenting me because I feel like that is the best practice rather than a tech trying to consent me. I didn't really put up a fuss when the tech consented me, but I really felt cared for more and communicated to more fully when the doctor did the consenting. And lastly, you know, I got all the information and I was able to put aside worries of more than one cancer. And I was able to focus on the things I wanted to do in my life, with my family, preparing for surgery, which really is the next big step. I really appreciate you being here to listen to my story. I hope that when you meet friends or colleagues or patients that are going through this diagnostic journey for breast cancer screening and diagnosis or something else, 
that um, what I've shared about the people I've interacted with or the sense of worry, the preoccupation I had or the heaviness in my head where these unknowns took up so much space and the work that I did to finally put it away out of my mind and ask myself what I'm really afraid of to to calm down and be present with everything that goes on in my life each day and to finish up some work I was doing for a job. You know, I hope that this experience helps you to see what it's like and think about um, those around you that might be going through a similar experience. Also, as a nurse, people say, oh, it's good you work in healthcare. Well, my knowledge in oncology was helpful to some extent, but then I kind of realized I didn't know a lot. So I, I asked a lot of questions and I'll talk in another episode about how the challenges of trying to get information from the providers or when you're working with outpatient providers, you're in going to doctor's offices, the tricks and tri- trials and tribulations and the tricks to try to connect with people to get answers to questions. That was another job that I felt like I had to get the information I needed. And um, I'll share that in the next episode. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about this podcast. Connect today with the CareerWise Nurse podcast community. Do this by emailing belong at careerwisenurse.com. That's B-E-L-O-N-G at careerwisenurse.com. Join the CareerWise Nurse Facebook group. A link is provided at the bottom of the page. Leave a review for this podcast. Scroll past the episodes where you will see write a review. I read every review because I want to know what you think, what you want to know, who you want to meet to help you live your best nursing life. Tap on the stars to rate this podcast. Thank you. Talk to you soon.